This one's for the culture. Me and wifey in the room thinking of a master plan Thinking how we can influence the culture from where we stand Knowing that our steps are ordered by the master's hand Still ten toes down, we ain't switching up the stance And welcome, welcome, welcome to the latest episode of The Bond Chronicles. I am Mr. Bond Chronicles, and we've made it to episode 60 here with my host. This is Bond Chronicles. And we are excited, and one of us, maybe both of us, are a little sad, as this is going to be a tough episode for me as we get into mental health things, as we get into life things, as we get into motivation things, um, we're just going to tackle it. That's what we do here. We keep it real. We keep it fresh. And for the most part, pretty much as unless it's a baby or a dog, we are uncut and unfiltered. Um, So before we get started, it is, well, it was Mother's Day. So definitely shout out to you um, for being a mother of four uh fun times uh how was your mother's day my mother's day was really good um it came on the tail end of a very very busy week um i'm kind of exhausted to be 100 honest i'm looking forward to kind of taking it easy this week i don't have any like super pressing matters so it was cool to kind of sleep in a little bit um not cook <laughs> Uh, just kind of enjoy the day. So okay. it was all right. Thanks to you and the kids. Yes. Got some good gifts. Yeah, yeah. Money and gifts are always a good thing. They for sure. are. And time and all the other love languages. Uh, also, we did celebrate three years of marriage. We did our uh, anniversary. Uh, relatively low key. Weather was not the best. Uh, definitely dampened some of the activities and things I had planned, but. Uh, I think we made the most of it. We did. Uh, I think considering, we had a great time. Uh, enough so that you said you passed out. Uh, you were so exhausted well, I from did. everything. I did pass out, I so, think. After yep. a while, it was just like, okay. She's over it. Night-night. Good night. <laughs> um, so, yeah, definitely uh, a busy weekend uh, from the events to the family stuff to the holidays. But we made sure that we are here for y'all because we appreciate all of you. So continue to like Share and subscribe on YouTube. Continue to add to the Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat community. TikTok as well. Uh, I don't know if there's a TikTok community as much. I guess there's still. And it's a huge app. I don't know that people like coming together there. But um, yeah, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We have hit 100 subscribers on YouTube. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, more than one per episode, apparently, because we're on episode 60. And we got over 100 subscribers. What are we at now? 106. 106. The numbers just keep on climbing and running up. Uh, So, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you for the support. Uh, Obviously, there's financial issues and things like that that come with this. So if you want to monetarily support, you can do that at the bottom. Uh, But we've been blessed, uh, highly favored. And it's just an exciting time, generally speaking. But we're just going to get into it. 
So our most, by far, our most highly viewed, commented, liked, disliked video was a clip that was made about the late Kevin Samuels. Uh, I believe it's well over like 4,000 views um, at this point, and I never would have imagined in a thousand years that that clip, when I made it, it would have the success that it has had. And still, up until a couple days ago, it's still generating comments. Um, and I think that just speaks to who he was. Joe Budden uh, talked about it on his podcast, said his, I think, highest viewed YouTube video was the one that he did with Kevin Samuels. Um, if you don't know him, then I guess you've been living under a rock. Um, but he was a image consultant who started off basically advising men on how to be better men and how to get better women. That did not take off the way he probably wanted it to, although I believe he was effective and he targeted women. Um, and from my perspective, and I will definitely allow you to speak, he kind of gave men, excuse my language, their balls back. Um, in a lot of ways, men to me had become pacified walkovers, happy wife, happy life, and women should want shoot for the moon and men should settle for whatever they can get because women, I forget what the phrase is, women can have sex whenever they want. Men can only have sex when it's available or something to that effect. Um, so women have been on the run, rightfully so in a lot of cases, uh, educationally, financially, the, the boss bag, the get the money, the bump the men, we're going to take care of us, all of that, hot girl summer, the whole bit, the whole gambit. And it has become a very, to me, female-centric world. Um, and it has been, and in some cases, rightfully so. But in other cases, that has come with the detriment of men. And men have been dogs and scrubs and everything else. And society has made that commonplace. Kevin was one of the voices that said, I ain't with it. And his delivery and approach ramped up over time. I think that would be, for me, the biggest potential criticism is his delivery and approach. But at the same time, if you come on his platform into his workplace and you act a certain way, you potentially might get a certain result. Um, do I think at times it was over the top? Absolutely. There were times it was hard to watch. But the messaging to me was, for me, was pretty, pretty spot on 90% of the time. Now, I am someone who's definitely had to learn it's not what you say, but how you say it. And I also understand that in this space, drama sells. Drama entices, drama attracts, and he perfected that. Um, he did pass uh, this past weekend and probably the weirdest celebrity death that I've recently experienced where it was so unconfirmed for so many hours. There's a variety of reasons why that may have been, but it was confirmed by his mother and a bunch of other places that he did, in fact, pass. Um, so that's kind of my high level. Kevin Samuels, before we get more into it, um, your response. Um. I mean, obviously, it's very unfortunate that the he has passed away. Um, I think he was 50. I seen 56 and 57. So, so part of the mystery of him is we don't even know how old he was. Right. Between 57, 56 and 57. So still, you know, 
had a lot of life left ahead of him. So it's very unfortunate that he passed away, you know, at such a unfortunate age. Um, like high level, like I'm empathetic towards his family and, you know, people who cared about him because loss of life is always hard. Um, you know, apparently he had a daughter, mm -hmm. I think, and, and she's like college age. So obviously there's a lot of stuff in her life that he's going to miss out on now. And he was a provider, it seems like. So it, there's a lot of different aspects that are sad about him passing away. Um, I didn't care much for most of his opinions, um, although a lot, there was a lot of honesty in it. His delivery, like you said, for me, was just way off. Um, but I don't think his opinion or the way that he conducted his business or any of that should really take away or taint what the rest of his life was, which was, um, to me, the unfortunate part of his passing. Um, so many people just had all these negative things to say about someone who they didn't really know. Um, and I found that very interesting, just the level of hate, I guess, um, just because people dis did not share his opinion. Women did not share his opinion, mostly women. There are a lot of men, but women were the most ones that I saw coming out speaking negatively, um, which is really sad when you think about it, honestly. Like, outside of, you know, the last year, He's been, you know, sharing his opinion, like you said, on relationships and black family dynamic and all those different things for years. But it wasn't until recently that obviously he picked up more popularity. And because of his opinion over this last year or so, people were so against it. There are people who were saying all these negative, nasty things about a man who lived 50 some odd years before you ever knew anything about him. So you're reducing his life down to a clip because, you know, I don't know a lot of women. There are a lot of people who talked about Kevin Samuels who never actually watched or listened to him. Um, so they were taking these clips, these little viral moments, these little things from like full two hour live streams, episodes, whatever you want to call them, and saying that he was a garbage person because of this opinion. And I think that's wrong. Like, I think that's wrong on any level for anybody. Like, we don't share the same opinion. We don't have to share the same opinion. But as long as you don't disrespect me, you know, I don't have any issues with you. And again, most people who are speaking so negatively did not know him personally. So that's the really sad part about all of this. Because um, I'm sure his family would want him to be remembered differently. And a lot of people are only going to remember him for, you know, his strong opinion on relationships. I agree. Uh, we live in a lazy society where people share articles that they didn't read based on the headline. They form opinions based on a clip when they didn't watch the context or the actual video. He's somebody that put out a ton of content. He was live three, four, five times a night between Patreon, between YouTube, between Instagram Live. He gave it up, and he gave it to you for hours each evening uh, that he was on. He was really starting to expand. You could see 
how his platform was, was growing and the technology that he could use. He was finally figuring out the YouTube part because people kept stealing his stuff and putting it up. And in the NFT ownership world, you don't want that, rightfully so. Uh, so he was really starting to, I believe, hit his stride and I think find the common ground. So he started one way. Then I think he continually escalated to another way. And then I think he was starting to find kind of the middle ground where he tried to be patient with people, tried to be somewhat understanding, but people be rude and disrespectful. And he was one that it's his platform and he can match the energy. And when he was done talking, he would hang up um, as is his choice, as most people would know who called in. Uh, I I think there's two parts of it for me. Well, there's a lot of parts, but the two bigger takeaways for me is one is I think, like I said, I think he gave men a confidence that men didn't have. Now, should all of those men that have that confidence have it? Absolutely not. No. But I think there's a whole lot that didn't that do now. And women are going to have to account for that. Um, I believe his message will live on because I think it resonated with a ton of men and a lot of women if they were being honest. And I think that's the other part of this is women have been, in my opinion, women live in a coddled society where generally speaking, it's their way. If something happens, we've talked about when men are accused of rape or assault or whatever it is, if it's an argument, a woman can put her hands on a man and it's fine. We're watching it happen with Amber Heard. Um, we've watched it happen with a variety of other men that in life didn't have a voice. I watched it in relationships with within my family and how women in my family treated men. I've watched it on TV. I've watched it in friends outside. I've seen in a lot of ways how black women specifically for me, my examples, I can't speak on other cultures because I haven't had a ton of experience there outside of I was in a marriage that had I had he existed then, that marriage would have looked a lot different, probably would have ended the same way, but it would have looked a lot different. Um, so I, I think that message lives will live on. I think I will be curious to see, and I know Lil Duval kind of has spoken up. I don't think he's the right next messenger uh, to carry the baton, but I think it's a different time where it's up for both. Women feel their way, but men also feel their way. And I thought it was really funny to me that even in his passing, where people were trying to bash him, they still didn't get it. They were pointing out, well, he, they were trying to argue because he died with a woman he had just met. He died alone. That's not dying alone. Um, they were arguing that well, the woman, based on the pictures, isn't the super attractive person that a high-value man would want. Well, no, because the issue wasn't that high-value men won't have sex with someone that maybe is a six or a five. It's we're not going to commit to marry that six or a five. And by all accounts, he wasn't looking to marry this woman. Um, so I find it really interesting, the huge divide in women. Because there's some women that really understood and relationships were saved and they grew and evolved as women based on the conversation. But then there's other women that absolutely hated him. And it's just weird how there's such a divide of really the same person saying the same message and two, the same group of people, women, heard two different things. 
And I think a lot of that, the people that hated him were typically entitled women that saw their power being taken from them and then being reduced to an average woman. And to tell a woman that she's average is not going to go well. I don't care who you are or where you're from telling a woman, especially a proud black woman, that she's average or she's unattractive or she's overweight or she's not going to get whatever it is that she believes she can have is not going to go well. But we've had conversations on this podcast about how does that impact the black family? And we've had a situation here recently, and I won't get into that situation unless you want to go there, but his messaging plays out in people's lives. And so I think the lack of awareness is what caused the hate. Yes, the message could have been better, but People follow people with bad messaging and delivery all the time. But that shouldn't take away from the truth of what he was saying in the majority of cases. And his desire was for people to be together. He was trying to provide a roadmap for success. But the success that he was providing is not what women wanted when they called in. And I think that is where the controversy and the conflict came in. Because when he started asking questions and they started answering honestly and he started framing what they're saying, that's when it went left. And that's when the trolls and the haters came out. Um, but obviously, definitely rest in heaven, rest in peace to his family. Um, I can't imagine for a mother to get that call on Mother's Day weekend. Uh, I, I'm sure that's tough. And that'll be something that for the rest of her life, she'll probably have that memory around Mother's Day, which really sucks. Mm -hmm. And it's sad that people are so tone deaf when someone dies that they talk bad about a person who can't hear or see any of it to validate it. But the people that can, that have to live with it, did nothing wrong to them. So the daughter, the mother, the family and friends have to read all of this after finding out their dad, father, son, whoever passed, but he's gone. So this courage that you now all have to me is cowardly. It's disgusting and it's pretty annoying, but I do understand that that's the world we live in. And me and others, when we, our time is, will probably have sentiments. I'm sure there's a bunch of people that don't like me. And if they get a chance to get it off, knock yourself out, but I'm gone. So I can care. I don't care now, and I won't really care then. But that's just my two cents. Okay. Um. So we will obviously, Kevin. Hopefully, rest in heaven. Uh, I know he was raised uh, in a church, so I, hopefully you, you made that decision, and would love to talk to you someday. Get your thoughts um, on this life that you left. Uh, but definitely, shout some prayers to the kids in a tough Mother's Day um, for his mom. But yeah, tough times. But in relation, did you have anything else before we go? Um, so in lighter news, much lighter news, uh, a man, speaking of fatherhood and things like that, a gentleman reached out and commented on Drake. Um, and Drake had posted under John Morant, phenomenal basketball player, his dad and Carl Anthony Towns' dad had been talking a lot of trash in the first round. His dad was sitting next to Usher. John Moran's dad was sitting next to Usher. It was like they look alike. And he's kind of walking into a level of celebrity. But generally speaking, he doesn't say a lot. 
He's just there to support his son. Yeah, the comparison has been made between him and LeVar Ball. Right. That There you go. I was going to get there, but uh, we got there. Um, so, obviously, LeVar Ball, very brash, very arrogant, can be outspoken. outspoken to a fault, some cases, says outlandish things. But I think everybody at this point can see at the core of it was just pride in his children. And the way you know that is because you don't hear nothing from him anymore. He got two boys in the league, another one trying to make it. One is super successful. Two are really successful. One is potentially going to be a superstar. And now LeVar Ball has been missing. So he did his job. He supported his kids. He reinforced what they could become. And I think you could probably count on your hand the number of men that raised children that two of them made it to a professional league. Um, so the statistics on that are super low. Team, I can think of like five off the top of my head. With two sons? Yeah. Who? The Brady, Peyton. I'm talking oh, basketball. Not, oh, basketball. And I didn't mean to say Brady. I meant to say Mannings. Okay. Even then, name your five. So Mannings. Well, then the Balls. Mm -hmm. Then you've got... Um, the Currys. Mm -hmm. Then you've got J.J. Watt and his brother. Yeah. Um, and what's the other guy's name? Oh. That's four. Yeah. I'm sorry. I can't think of the guy's name. I can see what, his face. What I can't sport think. is it? What does it do? Football. It's like him and his brother. Um. Okay, I don't know. Go ahead. Um, but still, there it, it happens. And one of those four, yeah, you named two basketball players in the history of basketball, like two families. And there, yes, the Berries also there, Brent, Rick, and all of them. But as a black man, it's super rare in the history of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so when he definitely could be arrogant, you don't hear from him. He he tried to go his own way with the shoe thing. Like he preached the entrepreneurship. He, he did all that. And were there pitfalls along the way? Sure. Were there mistakes that were learned on the fly in front of the world? Yes. Uh, did his sons have to grow up a different way? One, a 16 year old in Lithuania. Um, Leangelo had the shoplifting incident in China. Like there was a bunch of things that went on. But the most important part is they made it and they're pretty good. And so for T. Morant, he is enjoying the fruits of his labor. Um, in order to get a child to that level, typically, you have to put your life on hold. It's a lot of sacrifice. Like financially, to get them into the schools, to get them the training, to get them the, the gym time. Like there's just so much that goes into it. Traveling for AAU, um, just there's just a ton that, that really goes into it. And so to see that pay off, you should be able to celebrate that. And Drake was supporting that saying when his son gets to that point, he will be that kind of parent. My mom was that kind of parent, super obnoxious at the time. In hindsight, still kind of obnoxious, but understanding where the support was and why she was so loud and everybody knew her. So to that, some trolling, I don't remember the guy's name and I'm not even going to give him really the time or day um, to name him, but he made a joke about, Drake's son and him hanging out with Ghost Riders, alluding to Drake not writing his raps. And Drake, in true Aubrey fashion, found out that the man was married, said that his wife looks unhappy, and then he followed her and sent her a DM. <laughs> uh, since then, we haven't heard too much from the couple. 
But obviously that sparks a conversation of what do you do when Drake messages your significant other? Uh, Specifically in this case, a wife. Um, Drake has a history of ruining marriages uh, where... Marriages? I know relationships. I didn't know like marriages though. I thought the the first couple she was married. The the girl that was in the video that never came out. I'm pretty sure it was married. Oh, okay. Amongst relationships, uh, DJ Drama and Drake with Jack Harlow's album recently coming out. Drama's come out and said they squashed the beef. Why? Because Drake Drake slept with his ex-wife. There's just Drake is Drake. Kanye has said if Drake wants to get you back, he's going to message every woman in your circle of friends. Like This is who he is to celebrities. So I'm guessing the regular guy said, ah, (laughs) Drake won't see this. Drake won't care, but I'll get my laughs off. Jokes on you. Um, so I guess my question for you is your thoughts on the situation. Was did Drake overstep? Was Drake being too petty? Um, and if this ends up bad, is it the husband's fault or should Drake have relaxed? I think Drake just had too much time on his hands. Like there are people that comment and say stuff about him all the time. Like sort of he should should have trolled pretty much the whole internet after certified lover boy came out like it's it's just a little too much time on his hands um i do understand wanting to defend your children from whoever strangers whatever it may be just because you don't talk about my kids you know you can say whatever you want to say about me but you don't that's like a line you don't cross so i definitely understand him taking his pettiness to another level, even for a regular person. Um, I'd like an update to see what happens. Like, <laughs> what did the DM say? That she was, I'm sure she responded. Um, but like, like what what's happening with this whole situation? I think I think it's funny to see where we are culturally because everybody has an opinion. Everybody's opinions matter. Everybody's opinions count. Everybody is allowed to speak their opinion, their truth, whatever you want to call it. Um, And even, you know, at times to detriment of other people. So there's not really a hard line of where people, where you cross people's boundaries nowadays. And you typically don't find find out that you've crossed someone's boundary until you've crossed it. And then... There is the, you know, retaliation or however people feel about it after the fact. And I think it's interesting how in society now we're kind of like judging people's reactions to disrespect. Like I perceive something as disrespect. I respond to it. And based on how people feel about my response, I could be wrong, but I was disrespected. I felt disrespected. So to me, I'm right. And I think it's just a fine line nowadays, you know, with the way that people treat each other. It's just just all crazy. I think even going back to the Kevin Samuels thing, once upon a time, you never talk bad about, you know, people who passed away, or at least you talk bad about them behind closed doors, you know, amongst yourselves. Now, because of the internet, Everybody can just get out there and just say whatever they want and do whatever they want. And it's just just interesting to see how all of those opinions and 
things just are in this melting pot of just bad etiquette? Um, interesting. So I, I agree. It's definitely different. I would say the Kevin Sanders thing, and this is in general, the dead is the dead. Like I think, I think it's corny to talk about somebody who can't respond. Like if you care that much, send them an email, send them a call. In this situation, trolls are trolls. And the guy, from what I understand, was trying, I think they like marketing events now Mm -hmm. with like the screenshot. Like it's not the best flyer I've ever seen made, but they're trying to maximize their moment. 100% respect that. Um, I don't think that that moment lasts very long, but you got to shoot your shot while you can. However, I do believe that the reason we haven't heard a lot more is because he said, kill that. (laughs) And I think she was smart enough to realize my situation ain't that bad. Drake does not actually want me. So although I might could have a good time for a night, maybe a weekend, it ain't worth ruining my entire life and having to start over. Um, So that's my two cents. I could be completely wrong, but I would also say that I don't know what she does for a living, but I hope she doesn't travel for work because if she travels for work, my guy, we know you ain't going to be happy. Um, And the first thing that I think Drake would do if he continues to follow her and he sees her on vacation by herself, he has the means to fly private to wherever she is and take his own picture. And he could turn around and leave right after, but that's what the kind of games that he can play. And certain people, you got to know who you are playing with. And he's not the one. And we've seen that he's not the one because since his album dropped last year, he ain't did nothing. He just pops up. He was at the Kentucky Derby this weekend, not because he was hosting his album, not because of anything he really wanted to do. He was just there because Jack Harlow was there. So that just goes to speak to the amount of time that he has, the availability that he has. And yeah. Uh, I always think it's interesting when celebrities take the time to clap back at people, um, especially on a petty level too. <laughs> like and we both follow the shade room and celebrities will get in there and respond to people who are talking about the different articles, whether it's related to them or not. Um, which again, it's just, crazy the world that we live in. Once upon a time, a celebrity would do something, people would feel away, people would talk about it, but there was never any interaction between celebrities and regular people. Now, like, you technically could have a full-on conversation with a celebrity and have never met them, probably never will meet them, but you have the opportunity to express your opinion, again, regardless of, you know, how it might make the celebrity feel. And, you know, you take with it whatever comes with that opinion. Um, I don't know. I would say if I were the woman, I would have, you know, probably ignored it too. I don't know. It just depends. Because what's, what's the, you know, what's the worst that could happen? What do you mean what's the worst that could happen? Like responding to Drake's DM. He offers to fly you out. Mm-hmm. 
Now you have a decision to make. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I could see how that could pose. <laughs> be a little. He wants to send you something for Mother's Day. I can't get a free gift from an admirer. After that admirer told your husband what he was about <laughs> to do. No, I'm playing. Like I see how bad that could be for the woman, but at this point, she's an innocent bystander. It's that the is main- not true. It's the man's fault. If old boy hadn't a message or, you know, been talking reckless to Drake on Instagram, he wouldn't have looked up the man's, um, you know, life. He wouldn't have followed his woman. He wouldn't have DM'd his woman. Hence, he wouldn't have had any reason to interact with her. But because of his actions and him deciding that he wanted to talk big boy, talk to Drake, who can do anything Drake, like... I'm an innocent bystander in this situation. Yeah, I don't agree with that at all. <laughs> um, by any means. So, because you um you you made Talib Kweli mad at you. Um you argued with him on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Let's say he took it a step further and looked me up and mm-hmm. followed me on Twitter. And then it's like, oh, I see that she has a clothing line. I'm gonna go and spend an absorbent amount of money in her, you know, on her website, and then message her to send me something special, you know, like something like that. How is it my fault that he did that? So, your initial statement was he bought a bunch of stuff. I ain't got nothing to say about that. When you said he asked something special, and you adhere to his special request. You are no longer an innocent bystander. Oh, no. No, at that point, you know, I'm fully engaging in the... Right. So when you follow him back, when you start having a DM conversation with him, you are not innocent. And you know the only reason he bought all your stuff was to get back at me. So I'm supposed to send, you know, decline the money? No. Like I said, you can, he can buy, he paid, take the money. But the special request and a DM conversation and everything after that... You are not innocent. I'm not innocent. By any stretch. Guilty. Um, Okay. But I have thoughts on that whole situation anyway. (laughs) Um, uh, But in celebrity culture, the the world keeps on spinning. So we got a lot to get to. We'll try to get through as much as we can. Um, But in a follow-up to the Oscars slap, Dave Chappelle was attacked by... A weird-looking individual, some random, um, who did not like, I guess, something that Dave had said. He's made rap songs about Dave, this, that, and the other. Somehow, he got a gun and that looked like a, or it was a knife that looked like a gun. How you got that into the event when you couldn't even have a cell phone in the event is beyond me. But not only did he get in with the weapon, he got close enough to jump on stage and attempted to tackle Dave. Poorly formed tackle, uh, knocked Dave to the ground, and he proceeded to get knocked out and beat and stumped out, rightfully so, as far as <laughs> I'm concerned. Uh, but uh, hopefully you've seen the pictures by now. Uh, if you haven't, they're easy to find. And Chris Rock was there, had a joke. Dave had a joke. But I didn't say this on this platform because we didn't ever discuss it. But I said this was coming. And a lot of comedians had similar concerns. 
And for the most part, they were told to shut up and deal with it. And we support Will Smith. And now we're here where one of the greatest black comedians of all time could have lost his life. Like it went down the way it went down and everybody laughed about it and the show continued. But that could have went terribly bad. And I don't think that part's getting enough credit. Everyone's just laughing at the jokes and the means of what the guy looks like after the fact. But that could have been tragic. And I'm not letting Will Smith off the hook. Now, was that specifically related to that? Maybe not. But I don't know that Dave's been attacked before then. And... I won't be, I do not think this will be the last time. Um, so hopefully the great comedians and things like that can change the security protocols or what have you. Maybe they need to have security in the front now, which sucks for the onlooker, but we got to make the adjustments. People are changing, times are changing. You got to change with them. Um, but fortunately, Dave and everyone else outside of the guy were okay. Um We'll see what kind of criminal charges come from it. Uh, but, yeah, it's the celebrity culture. You talked about people being able to say things on the Internet. Well, now people are taking things from the Internet to in real life. But isn't that, you know, I guess maybe the interesting part about it, we always talk about, you know, keyboard, keyboard warriors, um, people who say how they feel, you know, argue, disrespectful, all of those things online, most of those people would never in real life. But some of those people really do feel a way. Mm -hmm. um, and I wouldn't say this is the first time a celebrity has had to encounter someone who felt way about something that they said or did. I mean, that's how John Lennon died. I can think of a host of people who passed away because of crazy, you know, disgruntled fans or like stalker crazy fans. Um, so I'm not going to put this situation on Will Smith. So then you went, um, what did I say? I didn't say any fan. I said Dave has not been attacked. I'm, I'm saying, but I'm speaking generally, not okay. just about right. Dave, but just generally. I thought you were responding to me. Fair mm -hmm. enough. Continue. Uh, I mean, I am, but I'm not. Generally speaking, you know, mm -hmm. it's happened before. It'll continue to happen. Um, people get on stage. So you don't think comedians are in more danger after Will Smith than they were before? No, I don't. Um, just GP, like, you know, people are upset. People get upset. Most times nobody does anything. Um, I would have been more concerned about, like you said, how the person got the knife that looked like a gun into the venue. Um, so busy checking for phones that you miss a very, very vital thing um, that could have made this turn, like you said, the situation turn out way worse than what it did. Um, no, nah, like comedian, to, comedians push the envelope. Comedians, you know, they walk a very fine line between truth and just very... Some well, not very. So some comedians are just mostly funny. Um, the, their satire can, it can walk a line between truth and being disrespectful. Um, I think the great comedians do a little bit of both. 
and you you can't do your job, especially as a comedian, but a person who's in the entertainment field, period, and always be worried about pissing people off. There's no, and that's like even regular people. You can't live your life and worry about pissing people off. It's going to happen. And when it happens, you deal with it. People respond or or don't respond. However, in real life physical, what happened, happened. And again, I can't necessarily say it's related to Will Smith walking up on Chris Rock. I, I don't see it that way. Not surprising. I mean, Dave's had a bunch of shows. He's had so Chris Rock has had a bunch of shows like there's, there's comedians touring right now, you know, and there are plenty of people who disagree with a lot of the stuff Dave Chappelle had to say and no one has done anything before until this isn't Dave's first show since the Will Smith thing happened. How many has he done? Maybe five. I mean, it's more than none. So five shows after the Will Smith happened, something happened. And 150 times before Will Smith, nothing happened. And there's no correlation. So what about Kevin Hart? What about Kevin Hart? Kevin Hart's on tour. He pisses people off. Does he? Yes. People do not like Kevin Hart. Chris Rock is on tour. People don't like Chris Rock. Joe Rogan still does shows occasionally. I don't know if he's done any recently. I'm just saying, you you can't, every time an incident happens at any event, you can't automatically say, oh, well, this is Will Smith's fault because he walked up on the stage and slapped Chris Rock. Like, okay, and I think it's foolish to say that there's no correlation. So, sure, there are other people, other comedians on tour right now. I'm guessing, this is just my guess, an educated guess, it probably changes security protocols. Um, then how I, did the old, how did the guy get on the stage with Dave? Somebody was clearly wasn't doing their job. I would be very so be mad at the people who weren't doing their job. Like I'm at, I can be mad at a lot of people, and I still can blame Will Smith for it. So you don't have to. You can give him a pass and say it had nothing to do with it. I don't agree with that. I think if Will Smith doesn't do that, Dave Chappelle doesn't get attacked. That's me. Um, I think people are looking for their moments of fame. I would say since then we've seen a bunch of people try and run on NBA courts as well. That's got it, nothing to do with Will Smith. Okay, that's your opinion. I'm saying since that event, more and more fans are going further and further. That, but that's not the like people run across. People try to streak across football and they soccer do. and like like that's that's kind of far. That's okay. reach. And you're entitled to that. But I have watched basketball all my life. I've mm. never seen a woman try and glue herself to the floor. Or handcuff herself to the basket, and both happened within like a week of the Will Smith thing. So sure, call me an idiot. Tell me there's no correlation. It's completely hypothetical and random. I look at it different. And again, I won't be surprised if more comes of it. Unless, and in this case, I think the dangerous part is they did not charge him with the felony. So... The key to crime, and we've said this on here before, is supposed to be a deterrent. So I can get a weapon in and attack someone and get a misdemeanor. But the hypocrisy in that and Howard Stern called him out and says, Will Smith assaulted someone and got to walk back to a seat and accept an award. 
why didn't this gentleman get to stay in the seat and watch the rest of the show? And I think across the board, we're seeing bad issues where things are not being enforced when they should. And I'm not going to go down this route, but we're seeing where people are police over enforce things that they shouldn't. Well, so I will correct you. He has been charged. Not with a felony. No, the, they dropped the like charge four down misdemeanors. Him. Exactly. It was a felony. The LA count, the whichever group it was, said we only deal with felonies. We're not charging with a felony. So he kicked it to the lower court, and they're like, "Why didn't you?" And Dave also said he should have been charged with a felony. But you can um, keep reading that part. But I think it's problematic. And hopefully it doesn't take a real situation where someone's critically or severely injured for them to say, all right, we we got to fix this because there are opportunities to deter these people. We just saw a matter of fact tonight or I'm sorry, not tonight, uh, this weekend, Chris Paul his on Sunday, his wife was heckled and his mom got pushed by a fan. So fans are ramping up and sure not associated with will smith okay i hear you but it's a ton of these situations happening in a very short period of time shortly thereafter so people were never heckled before um will smith walked on the stage fans have never heckled people before will smith walked on stage are you going to address the other part that i said i'm asking a question no Yes, people have heckled before. Typically, do they heckle families? That's not as common, but that has happened, yes. It happens all the time. It Show happens. Me. Where families are targeted in that demeanor. It's happened. And I mean, I can think of Russell Westbrook spazzing out on people because they were heckling him. I think I'm not talking about him. I said the family. Chris Paul's mom and wife were heckled and assaulted. Not him, them. I mean, I'm sure I could pull up many instances where it's happened. You're right. I can also pull up many instances where it's happened to players. And, you know. I'm not talking about players. I'm, I'm saying everybody. It happens. It's been happening. LeBron got a couple banned from their front row seats or whatever. Because of them acting away towards him. Kyrie has responded to it. Um, what's his name? Durant has responded to people heckling. Like people, like, you know, the whole thing that happened in Detroit. Like, it's because of bad fans. It's because of people who don't know how to act, who think that they can just do whatever they want to do, and there's no consequences with it. We watched that whole documentary, and at the end, what was the name of that documentary? I don't remember the name. Yeah. Um, at the end, one of the main guys who was on the court trying to fight basketball players was pissed because he felt like he got sucker punched. Well, if you hadn't have been down on the, the court in the middle of a brawl, you would have been fine. The whole brawl started because a fan threw something at Ron Artest. And, you know, if everything happened from there, like, again, I'm not going to put every instance or every situation where a fan 
takes their actions too far on Will Smith because Will Smith is an easy scapegoat versus people not knowing how to act. Like what what Will Smith did was wrong, sure. The people feel like that. I don't feel like that enabled or emboldened people to be more wrong than what they ever have before. Okay. I think you're wrong. Okay. I think I'm right. Um, in other news, um, I've said this before. I'll say it again. Y'all killed Ye for overreacting and how he treated Pete Davidson and, the, and his wife's situation. And after Pete had his child on his lap and did some other things, now, by all reports, he is tattooed Kanye's kids' initials and Kim on his neck. Pete Davidson has lots of tattoos. He has lots of tattoos in places you can't see. However, he thought putting their initials on his neck was okay. I also don't think, just me personally, that Kim signs off on I don't think he does that without Kim signing off, personally, because he don't want to ruin that relationship. And two, I believe Kim signed off. Your thoughts? I don't care. Like, I... And this is why we need Kevin Samuels. Because you can say to a man putting another man's kids on his neck, you don't care. And you don't care because you are a woman that does not have to deal with that or what that means to a man. So can I finish what I was going to say? Knock yourself out. Great. Um, I think it's weird. I, I don't I don't get it. I don't understand it. Like to me, that'd be kind of a flag. Um, because he's got like six tattoos of Kim's name on him, I think at this point, somewhere that I've read. Um, but I'm not in the relationship. I don't know Pete. I don't know the intricacies of what they talk about and how they deal with each other. So, you know, as an outsider looking in, if she felt it was okay, if she felt it was fine, then I don't know, like, what issues I could take up with it. Um, I'm sure Kanye feels a way because he feels a way. Like, I don't, I personally don't understand. I mean, I don't understand why he did it. So I don't care that he did it. I guess, personally, it's not a big deal to me. Whereas if it were happening to me in real life, I would maybe feel a way that I wasn't consulted about it or nobody talked to me about it. Um, But if that's what you want to tattoo on you, like, I don't think the relationship's going to last long enough for that tattoo to mean anything and he'll end up just getting it covered. But again, that's just how I feel about it. So I just reinforces my statement. Like we talk, believe this is mental health awareness month. We've seen the way in which Kanye felt about his kids. We've seen him act about not being able to be at his kids' parties. We've seen how he felt about Pete being around his kids. And in that same mental health month and Black men are validated and people care for them and all this other stuff that people spew. 
we know most people will say that's probably going to bother him. And yet the outcome is, and in my situation, I don't really care. And that's most people. Most people aren't talking about it because most people don't care. Now, if Kanye was to pull up on Pete and disrespect him or put his hands on him, like most men that I've talked to feel he should and would be right to do, then we would care. So question. Yeah. Why is um, Kanye okay? It's okay for Kanye to pull up on Pete and do whatever because he feels away and he feels disrespected. And it's not okay for Will Smith to slap Chris Rock when he felt he was defending his wife. One, Will Smith wasn't personally disrespected. Will Smith laughed. He so, did until he saw his. Like, right. So you're asking, what's the difference? The difference is one person directly affected one person. The other person was not impacted at all directly. They were influenced by another party. So it's not the same thing. It's not just and you put it in those layman terms, like the other party wasn't someone who was important to him. If my spouse feels a way about something, I feel a way about something. He didn't realize that um, Jada felt a way until he looked at her and then he responded. Everything going after that, you know, is tit for tat, however you want to look at it. But the response of what he did was because of a perceived disrespect. So to his wife, not to him. To his wife or to him. So Pete is disrespecting Kanye by putting his the initials of his kids and and you his correlate the two to a joke by how, a comedian. How is Kanye being disrespected if Kim is okay with it? Because it's Kim's name and Kim's and their children. Their initials, like how is Kanye being disrespected? Kanye's made it very clear. This man, I don't even want to round my kids. So not only is but he, but why? I'm not Kanye. I can't speak to it. But I could. I would imagine the stand-ups where he talked about having sex with kids and the other creepy stuff that Pete has done. I could imagine mm-hmm. would be a red flag. Mm-hmm. So we see a ton that Kanye doesn't see, and he felt away. But instead of saying. You know what? I'm going to support Kanye. Your stance is, well, why does Kanye get to feel that way? And now no. I have to think and answer for Kanye no, 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 when no, I no. don't know. I, I can tell you that that man feels a way about Pete Davidson. But I'm asking, and, why is it okay for him to go and you said if he pulled up on Pete, he has every right to because of a perceived disrespect. To him directly. Fine. To, and uh, using to him. The same reason Drake responded. People criticize Drake all the time. Drake doesn't always respond to them. You know why Drake responded to that particular individual? Because he talked about his child. Mm-hmm. And so for you to try and compare or but not see the difference. Still, no, no. Well, let me finish talking. You asked me a question. For you not to see how you associating or attacking someone's children doesn't bring out a different is- result than somebody disrespecting a, an adult. How is what Pete did an attack on the kids? How is what Pete did something against what he, against the children, especially if Kim is okay with it? So this goes all the way back to the point we've had constantly where there's no such thing as co-parenting. Because if there was a co-parenting, then it should have been a co-parenting conversation. And I agree with that. Like, But we, you don't because you're saying Kim was good with it, so everybody should be good with it. No, that's no, no. not co-parenting. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying. You're saying, why is Kanye mad? 
Why is Kanye justified? Because Kim said it's okay. So Pete should be able to go do that. So in this situation, we are talking about a man getting a tattoo of, of, the, initials, man's of the initials of the woman who he's in love with and her children. That were fathered with, by another man who does not like you, who you have said tech, via text message, I'm in bed with your wife. You've been mad disrespectful on both sides, but you can't tell me that that's okay. I don't even know how you're arguing that what Pete, what you did before. So that's not terribly surprising because you've defended Kim and Pete for the majority of our conversation. I don't defend them. I just think that you, a lot of the stuff that's going on, people are blowing it way out of proportion. In this situation, even the fact that you think that- If it were normal people, if it were normal, everyday, regular people, my response would be the same. I don't understand Which why is crazy to me that it. you would allow another man. We're not even real. We're not even divorced yet. We're not even officially divorced. And you are allowing another man to tattoo my kids on his body. So and you have, don't see nothing I wrong with that. I personally would not do that. You that just said not, you don't see anything wrong. I don't. I didn't say I don't see anything wrong. I said I don't understand it. I don't get why he did it. I'm 90% sure if I were in the same situation, we weren't together and the dude I'm dating just popped up with a tattoo with this. That's on, what I'm saying. I don't believe that. I happened. would have an issue. Pete wouldn't, I don't think Pete would. So if Kim let him do it, then obviously she's okay with it. And I could understand where there's an issue with it between her and Kanye. Like, why would you let your person do this and not talk to me about it? Pete would probably do it either way. He no, doesn't he care. Pete is in the having the time of his life. He's not going to do anything to mess this up. He's not. If Kim says, you know what, I think that's too far. I think most people that Pete would call and say, hey, Kim thinks this is too far. What do you think? I would think any decent man and human being would say, yeah, bro, that's a lot. But they didn't. But then people wonder why Kanye be so upset with them. Because this is something that they let get out. This is something that he put on his neck so everybody can see. And let's not act like he's either one of them are naive to think no one would notice. Because he could have put that anywhere. He put it where people could see so that it could get back to Kanye. Because he's trying to make an impression that I'm here now and you're not. And in real life, which we've been talking about, in real life, if you do that for an average person, you might end up dead. Because that is an ultimate sign of disrespect to put my kids on your body. And you know we don't rock with you. And you ain't even been there that long. That's why I said it was weird. I, I, so again, you keep I using weird. That's disrespectful. It's crossing a line. But as a woman, all you can say is weird. No, that's out of bounds. And it should have been to all those people involved. But no one cares about how Kanye's going to feel. Nobody in this situation cared about how that would make him feel. But y'all talk about black men and caring about black men. When every day it is reminded of us of how little you care, whether it's Kevin Samuels, whether it's Kanye, whether it's anybody that you don't perceive to like, y'all will drag these men through the mud. Kyrie Irving's another one of them. And it's easy. And it's monetized and it's supported. 
and nobody cares and it's not a big deal and we're overreacting we're doing too much but then when we lash out angry black man when will smith finally lashed out he needed to go to therapy something's wrong with that man nobody's really talking about jada to this day what are you talking about? People are talking. Oh, I mean, people are over them at this point. But exactly. People totally were talking about So he's about still it, living yeah. with it. He's in a bunch of different places. And we get news reports. I get, because I follow social media, news reports all the time that now apparently they're on the way through a divorce. So his we've he's had 10 movies put on hold. Multiple movies canceled. Because he was defending that wife of his, rightfully so, because that's what you should do. You protect black women. Who cares what it does to you? Who cares what he's going to have to deal with? Who cares the money and finances that he's losing? Who cares that if they get a divorce, she's going to try and take half of everything, even though he's much bigger of a star? None of that matters. But you better protect that black woman. I don't like how you're saying that. Of course you don't. And this is why Kevin Samuels is Kevin Samuels. Because he would be willing to paint the picture, and I ain't lied yet. I'm not saying that you're lying. Like, your perception and your... Is based in reality. It's. I'm not going to say it's not based in reality, but it's also based in your own bias. Like... That's what we talk about. We You have your perspective. That's your bias. I have mine. But even... No, 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 no. Because even in my own opinion or my own and the situations that we talk about, I can remove myself from the situation and look at it objectively. A lot of the times when you're you, talking this, about ahead, these these situations between black men and women, black women are always the victim to you. I mean, the you know the the bad guy, and like all these situations. And I think the annoying part about it is that. Overall, yes, it's protect black women, but I also think it's protect black men. I Wait. think it's, I personally think it's protect black people. Now, I might not be the, might be on a small island, but I just did an event on Friday where I had at least 10 different conversations about my t shirt that says protect black men's mental health and how important it really was. One of the gentlemen that I talked to owns 10 different um, mental health facilities specifically geared towards Black people, Black trauma, all that stuff. And I sat there and I, I mean, I sat there, I stood there and I talked to him for at least 10 minutes about some of the stuff that he sees in his clinics. And it's insane. And it needs, there needs to be more light shine on it. But to say that Black women don't need to be protected you're not watching the news to say that. When black, did I ever say that? Your connotation and the statement is what said that. You might not have said it with your own words, but the air quotes and the very sarcastic yes. and tone. Those, and the those situations that I spoke the about very specifically. very sarcastic yes. tone of voice means you don't take that statement seriously. And I get it because I we've had many conversations about where you feel the black man's place is in our society. I'm not fighting against that. I agree with you, but you can't continue to belittle black women's struggle in this country just because you feel like black men are completely outshined. That's it's, not what I do. I point to specific examples mm -hmm. and I point out the hypocrisy 
in the statement, protect black women when it's at the expense of black men. You point out the hypocrisy in it, but again, in your connotation and in the tone of your voice about the way that you say some of these things, there's also an implication of that you don't care. In the situations that I spoke about, I don't. Okay. I said the first time that Jada had Will on the Red Table Talk, she's trash. I have no interest in protecting her. Period. Ever. In any situation. Now, in death, I'm not going to drag her. But Gail King, I am not looking to. If Gail King got in some trouble tomorrow, guess who's not speaking up? This guy. There are a number of black women that I am not protecting at all costs because that is the statement. It ain't just protect black women. It's protect black women at all costs. That's the moniker. So regardless of what they do, they need to be protected. And I think that's BS. I think it's faulty. And I think it's problematic because too often in my experience, from my bias, from my lexicon, from my whatever, they're not doing it at the expense of white men or Asian men. It's at the expense of black men. We've talked about it on this podcast multiple times, how the black woman's protection has been in lieu of the black man's downfall. And that is problematic to me. But nobody wants to talk about that or address that except for the Kevin Samuels of the world. And when they die, people drag them for it. And you're saying the same thing. You didn't, I didn't lie about anything but my delivery wasn't right it's not just your delivery right like even if what you just said just now like it it's frustrating to listen to it because i see so many things that i don't understand how you see the same things and don't draw the same conclusion we see what's happening in the world around us. We see the state of Black culture. We see the state of Black families. We see what happens to Black men and Black women. And you're still, you're going to die on the hill that you're on about the statement, protect Black women. Because it's not always protect Black women at the cost of Black men. Not most of the times it's protect black women because black women are literally being attacked. I've seen too many videos of, on Instagram, on social media, on the news of black men or men or people in general attacking black women, be it physically, emotionally, or mentally, on every level from watching. Um, things go on in politics to watching people, things go on in the streets. Black women are not super respected. And to hear what you're saying, it's like, what world do you live on? But I get what world you live on because you also see to the detriment of things that happen to black men. There are a lot of people out there that also feel like black men need to be protected have more conversations in um, an agreeable tone with other Black women besides me, and you'll get agreement. But because of the way that you want to word everything and the way that you want to talk down 
on certain things. No, you're not going to get the response you want. No, you're not, not looking gonna, for the right you're, response. You're not going to hear or get the kind of conversation that gets things going and makes things happen because of your delivery. My delivery is in response to what has already happened. Your delivery is detrimental to having a productive conversation. I don't want to have a... My goal isn't to have a productive We're on a podcast. Conversation. You have to have a productive conversation. No, I don't. I simply point out what's already happening. So how do you not have to have a productive conversation on our podcast? On our podcast, my goal in assessing the situation wasn't so that a bunch of black women are going to say, you know what? We should definitely rally behind black men that more than we have. Well, before. then what's the point of going on this whole triad about black women not protecting black men? Because if you don't want to start the conversation. They're not going to agree with me. There's not going to be a conversation. There are lots of women that agree with you, right? That's what I'm trying to tell you. Until I'm not fighting you. I'm trying to tell you. I have had. I gave you many, an entire many... scenario of the Kanye situation and. You you pointed out you you're, you 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 sold sh shirts you made money you profited off of protect black men's mental health and I gave you a situation of how a black man's mental health could be impacted and your thing was well I don't really understand why I would do it but if Kim's good with it then that's all I got I did not that's not protecting a black man's mental health let I me tell you as a not... black man nothing you said said Kanye should be protected I did not see in this situation personally where kanye would need to be protected so listening you, to so, and so now listening so you to, don't can think, i finish my statement so, so now listening to you which is exactly about what you said and how you feel you don't even know what i was going to say but go ahead do your thing you done do your thing since i can't answer my question listen i didn't get a chance to finish my statement do your thing so now listening to you and how you frame the situation and how it could impact Kanye. Yes, I understand how it could be a problem. But for me, again, still personally, I don't know Kanye. I can't go knock mm -hmm. on the door and say, hey, bro, you all right? Like, I, I that's But you not... have a platform to speak to, speak on it. And that's what I'm doing. And nothing you've said said someone should check on him or that was wrong. You said it was weird. You said it was odd. I'm as a black man telling you that's disrespectful. Well, fine, then we'll go with that. No, no, no. We're not gonna see now. You're just being agreeable. I'm that's not, not support. Real support is in the moment. You should be able to point out and say that's wrong. In the moment, I don't under. I did not understand how that could affect uh, somebody's mental health. And so, how can you protect someone's mental health and you don't even know what impacts it? So again, this is where an open conversation, a dialogue happens where you can explain why this is something that impacts your mental health. This is a situation, or not the Kanye thing, but in general, this is when the words need to be spoken that helps people understand how they can help. You can't keep jumping down my throat about not protecting you, and I don't even understand how I'm supposed to protect you. Whereas I know how I want to be protected as a woman. I know how I want to be protected as a black woman. It's out there. We talk about it. What men don't do is talk about it. Why? When we're going to get this response? I'm not trying to give you any negative response, right? The only you, negative. That's the point. You're not trying, but only, you still do it. The only negative response that I'm giving you is the how you're downplaying how important it is to protect black women.
that's the only thing that I took issue with. I don't have and a problem. Also, I don't have a problem with you saying that Kanye should feel disrespected if somebody needs to check on him. If you're saying but, that that's how he feels and that's how you as a black man would feel, okay, that makes me listen to it differently versus us talking about other gossip and other stupid celebrity situations that have no bearing or impact on my life. Now you saying what you said as far as black men and how this things like this affect them. Yeah. Okay. I can listen to it under that guise and understand it better. Are you done? Yeah, sure. So I don't know what y'all going to get. I don't know what's going to be edited out of this. This wasn't how I was planning to wrap it. Thought we could have a conversation. I guess we can't. But fittingly, in Mental Health Month, this is where we are. So hopefully y'all enjoy it. I would still love the feedback on what gets put out. Um, I think it's a conversation worth having. I don't know if other people can relate to it. I know the people that I talk to. And as I be began to foster a community of men, this is the stuff we talk about. And the gentleman I was just talking to the other day, he was talking about what does he do or how does he deal with the situation? I said, who do you talk to? Nobody. You live with somebody. Well, I can't, I can't talk to them. And the problem with people like me, and I'm nowhere near Kevin Samuels, but the difference is we'll talk about it and we'll live with the consequences. Most men would rather not be in the situation that I'm currently in. But I don't really care. I'm going to speak, I'm going to be authentic, and I'm not going to continue to bite my tongue about things I think need to be discussed. And if you can't discuss it, you can't improve on it. That's the point of the podcast, to have transparent conversations, for people to be honest and open, and hopefully grow and learn from it. But if you can never have the conversation, and that's not, this is off us. If you can't have a conversation with the person you got the problem with, y'all ain't going to fix it. If you run from it, if you see it as an attack, and at this point I'm speaking to men or women, if somebody brings something to you that's bothering them, and the end of that is you've been attacked, they, you, they now see themselves as a victim, guess what? They're probably not going to come to you in the future when they have a problem because now they're going to have to defend and apologize for bringing something to you. And that's unhealthy, in my opinion. But episode 60... We've made it this far in life. Things happen. You have the power to choose what you do. We've made our choices here. Always choose wisely. At the end of the day, bet on yourself. And if you would like to support this podcast, you can do so below. Thank you. And we will see you next week.